2: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show brought to you with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan here, along with Michael. And Rob, as we talk about a caretaker boss. Not Michael Scubala, who has at the time of recording recently finished his caretaker stint at Ellen Road, but a time before that.
0: A more No, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was John Carver. <laughs> um, it was John Carver in charge of Ken Bates's Leeds United. What
2: a time to be alive. This is the square ball guide to the reign of John Carver. AD Boothroyd's replacement as first team coach. Is that right?
0: Yes, we ended up at Leeds because Boothroyd had gone to Watford he went to Watford, did very well, got them promoted at our expense, and then in the mean, in the meantime, Sam Ellis leaves, then Carver steps up to be our assistant manager. So Boothroyd's there in the Premier League, having a lovely time. I'd
2: forgotten that Boothroyd was at Leeds. Yeah,
0: never mind. Yes. At least we got to keep Kevin Blackwell. That mm. was something. Um, so yeah, but he, I mean, Carver was there as a as a coach, and he was well thought of. He'd been with Bobby Robson at Newcastle, and he was. I don't know. He was was talked of as one of the best in the business, as was um, Kevin Blackwell when he was the coach. It's it's worth remembering. Yeah, I think
1: John Carver's entire reputation seemed to be based on he was mates with Bobby (laughs) Robson at Newcastle. It really got opened a few doors for him, that. So we are in September
2: 2006
1: for this guide
2: off the back of Kevin Blackwell being sacked at Ellen Road and a fairly inauspicious start to
0: to the 06
2: 07 season.
0: Yeah, for a team that had been in the playoff final the year before. It ain't gone well. Um, started with a, a win and a draw, not looking too bad, but then, um, yeah, a bad run. Um, he was actually stacked after a, a League Cup win, weirdly, it was uh, was Blackwell, but the decision has had clearly been made. We'd, um, we'd had three defeats in the bou- on the bounce in the league, and the football was awful. So in the league, we had
2: one, two, three, four, five defeats out of six, punctuated only by an away win at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, somewhere in the middle there. Some noticeable things from this, the home attendances. I know. The Cardiff game, 18,246. The Wolves game on the 10th of September, which we, we lost 1-0, 16,268. In, in my mind, Ellen wrote up to sort of that point. Always had, would always have, come rain or shine, twenty-two, twenty-three thousand <laughs> in it as a bare minimum. And this
1: really, really bottomed out, did <sighs> having reached the playoff final the year before as well, it's quite incredible. It was the summer when Kevin Blackwell said he had uh, 75% of his squad, but he still needed to to improve it, but he needed to sell players to do that because Leeds still owed £9 million in wages to players who didn't actually play for us by Mm -hmm. that point. Uh, And it's also the season where two days before it started, Ken Bates invited the coaching staff to sort of tell him how the season was going to go. And they all said, (laughs) we think it's going to be a relegation battle. And he got up and walked out. Yeah, I mean, and the Bates also explains those attendances because at this time
0: our season ticket prices—he, he was in his—if you want Premier League football, pay Premier League prices. It
2: was seven hundred pounds in the West Stand, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus! And then we're talking seventeen years ago
0: now. Yeah, I mean, there were our season ticket prices now are actually not much more than they were in that period. It was, um, it was wild was the pricing <laughs> in the in the Bates. He, he essentially priced us as a London Premier League club in, a, even though we were struggling in the championship in the so. north of England yeah
2: <laughs> right.
0: um, anyway at least Blackwell's
2: gone it's all going to be fixed now well he was perceived as a boring fellow wasn't he playing this negative anti-football
1: um, yes. from the school of Warnock I was looking up some of these games that we lost in the build up to him get, being sacked and we just basically kept conceding late goals really and every time we conceded a late goal Blackwell came out of the game and was like yeah we need to stop doing that and the quote he says three times is but that's life isn't it <laughs> Kev, it's your job this mate you can't just say that i nothing I can do but I remember um, I remember seeing the highlights of the home defeat to Cardiff City and I was only 12 at this point but I remember we conceded a uh, late goal to lose the game and I can still vividly remember I'm sure it's this game where Matt Kilgallen's trying to get back desperately and he sort of slides to try to stop the shot but as it rolls into the net he just carries on sliding into the net with like his head in his hands and I remember it even at the age of 12 just thinking this do not look right. This looks bad. This mm. seems is like it already seems like it's going very, very badly. God, it's still there, isn't it? That lingering, <laughs> lingering memory
2: for Twitch. Uh, so Calvary's in temporary charge, uh, an assortment of people alongside him Dave Geddes, um, Gwyn Williams.
0: Lovely fella. Yeah. A friend of Ken's, is all we'll mm. say about him. Mm. Um, but a Alan... a long time associate. Yes, indeed. Liked mm. hanging out in the toilets, didn't he? <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. Uh, but Alan Kirby's his favourite for the job. He's yep. excited. Did he ever take another job after this, Kirby? I, I feel don't like he, know. he, he took, took West Ham, didn't he? Because
2: he'd left Charlton prior to this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Glenn Hoddle and Ranieri also with Chelsea, Bates. He'll, Ranieri, he'll go on to nothing. And then um, Dennis Wise, also also in the running when you read back through some of the articles Right. But
2: he was doing quite well at Swindon at this time, friend of Ken's. I mean, um, was Ken the godfather of his child or vice versa, something like that? It would be,
0: be weird if yeah, Wise yeah. was the godfather of Ken's. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been born, would he? <laughs> I mean, you never know. No,
2: you don't know how these things. Modern families. Still
0: letting the pencil, Ken. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Oh, what an image. Uh, bloody hell. 23rd of September, Leeds face Birmingham at Ellen Road. And the future looks bright under John Carver, doesn't it, at this point?
0: I remember this game really well. It was such good fun. It was like, ah, everything's going to be fine. This is the the playoff and not out of reach. Steve
2: stuff. Bruce was their manager at this point. He One of the many clubs that he
0: toured around. Yeah, he did what He got them up. He did get him up this season, did um did Bruce, but they had Nicholas Bentner on loan. Things I took from this game, John Carver's a good manager, and Nicholas Bentner looks like a brilliant striker. He was he was really good. He, <laughs> yeah, was, he was a good player, That was Bentner, wasn't he? He just kinda of lost his head. That was when he was on loan from Arsenal and just mm. smashing him in at the start of that season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was all like I mean he's, the equaliser he, he goes on scoring score in this game, he's really good. It's just good good footwork and whatever. But um but no, this this was great. We're we're a goal up early on they equalised but then we're back in front through um, a David Healy penalty there's a red card
2: a brutal assault
0: on Pori and Westlake Pori and Westlake our then, swimming champion yeah so then after that Benter equalises but then a late own goal wins it for us and it was fun and Leeds hadn't been fun that season so it was like oh well maybe Carver's the man You see the headline in the Guardian we've got here on
2: the sheet Carver plays blinder in classic caretaker role as clamour begins for a Leeds
0: promotion I will let you into a secret listeners It did. spoiler alert <laughs> there was not a Leeds promotion at the end of the season. What was there, Michael? It was. It, we'll come to that. It was, it was, <laughs> we were, we were some way short of the we, playoffs. We weren't <laughs> in the same league the following year, were we? <laughs> That's very true. We did get
2: out of the division, yeah. yes.
0: Very true, but from the independent report I found of it as well, it said the display was as far removed from some of the dull days of Blackwell's 4-5-1 as is realistically imaginable. A team that not scored an open play for six games was suddenly carving open a side that was setting the pace. It was good. Um, can we read just the, the, some quotes
2: at the bottom there where Blackwell preached pragmatism and switched to four five one at every opportunity. Carver empowers. What did Chairman Ken Bates say? We need to build up some saliva.
0: <laughs> it will help mate. John Carver has stated that we'll be playing four four two every game.
2: It will help that John Carver just <laughs> <to> translate translating <laughs> it for you.
1: It will help that John Carver stated he will be playing four four two every game. I feel ill now. I also really like the um the John Carver quote after the game. After the game, someone said to me, You might get arrested for entertaining and they were right. I don't really know what he means by that. Yeah, that's true. Did actually. he get arrested? No, no the old so. streaking
0: down the high street again. Uh, <laughs> but he's come from a yeah. culture of entertaining football
2: with
1: Kevin, Kevin Keegan, Keegan, man. How are It's a
2: Bobby. Uh, a week later, though, from the Birmingham, the highs of the Birmingham home win. It was still we entertaining. Were, Six goals. Uh, absolutely right. Yeah. So a week later, we head down um, that part of the world, West Brom away. People really looking forward to this one because we'd obviously beaten Birmingham. Five goal thriller. We've got a goal more in this, but sadly, the pendulum swung more in West Brom's favour
0: than ours. It did look like we were on for the win as well. Half an hour gone. Horsfield threw on goal. Brought down. they out down to 10 men. Penalty to us. Surely going to be a, a straightforward second win. But now Healy misses the penalty. Tony Warner, who was in net at this point, it was his, his, his brief stint makes a complete mess of it. And then Diamante Camera um, just takes the
1: piss of us <laughs> for the rest oh of the God. game. That goal where he just dribbles through the defence and takes about 20 seconds to do it. It's not like he's really quick and like just can't catch him. He's just taking the piss. And I think it's... Sean Derry, who stood on the edge of the box, and he kind of gets beaten on the edge of the box. But then he just stands there watching the defence trying to stop Kamara. And you think, just go help him. <laughs> You've got loads of time to do
2: it. You're literally like five yards away. What are you doing? It's one of those where, we, where we, even though we've got a couple of goals, we were never really in it.
0: No, I mean, we, we're 3-0 down on 82 minutes to a team that have had 10 men since half an hour. I mean, that ain't, that ain't great. Not a good it? look, is it? I mean, West Brom were a decent side at this point. They were in the they're kind of in the hunt for promotion, but still, yeah, st- yeah. Um, Horsfield and Stone pull it back to 3-2, but then... Yeah, a late break away injury time breakaway. Yeah. from someone and yeah they get, the, they get the fourth
2: still it's just it's just a blip Michael because a couple of weeks after that presumably after the international break I'm I'm guessing at this point we are back at Ellen Road against Stoke and
1: mm, Tony Pulis' Stoke mm, is this a clashing of styles the entertainer against Pulis it was um, two seasons before this Pulis' Stoke was when they had the binary season because all the games ended 0-0 or nil one oh. or one all. That it was a typical Tony Pulis' year
0: I remember this game clearly for the one I was going to leave, but I stayed so I could shout at Paul Butler. <laughs> I got, I got, I kind of got halfway to leaving. I was like, no, fuck it, I'm going to stay. I need to, I need to just get some swearing out of me here. It was awful. It was four, four nil. It was, it was four nil. And it was a well deserved four nil. And we had, as they say, we were lucky to get nil. We, were, we had nothing. And from the previous home game where he was going to get arrested for entertaining and everything was, was great. And there was a, he'd reinvigorated us and maybe he was the man to actually be put in charge because you know sometimes you give a caretaker a job with thinking well hopefully he'll just kind of do well
2: maybe he's he's been carrying all his his ideas learned from his experience before with Keegan or whatever he's adapted it added his own ideas into it and now he's going to be the man to take us forward I know what my my ambitions are but I have to be quite honest and say possibly this ends my chance of getting the manager's (laughs) job full time
0: yeah it was a dreadful day and my first apologies to the fans because we built their
1: hopes up
0: Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: But there is a chance, though, to to remedy this off the back of a a big thumping on the 14th of October. Just three days later, we've got Leicester at Ellen Road. Still, didn't win. <laughs>
0: it wasn't as bad, and we were a little bit unlucky in this because they, they take the lead. But then, I'm trying to find footage of, of the red car back. We couldn't see it anywhere. But Kilgallen was sent off for unjustly unjust. Let's say unjustly. Let's say we were robbed by a referee in this one. We did actually appeal it, um, which of course would have been upheld and you know overturned it. And it wasn't. Yeah, it would have been one of the insufficient evidence probably to. Yeah, um, I they probably extended it for a frivolous appeal. Quite possible, but yeah, he's not in which will come on to... He, Kilgallen is not in the team for the next game, so the appeal obviously didn't work. And Robbie Blake also had a header cleared out from behind the line here, so yeah, they, they make it 2-0 before.
2: I was going to say, it's, it's interesting that on a recent episode of the TSB Guide, we dealt with Mark Hughes scoring a phantom goal at, at the Dell, and yet we fell on the wrong side of the fence with a <laughs> similar... But it was funny when it happened to Mark Hughes. Yeah, but I'm just saying, God giveth and God taketh away.
0: Mm. And God did give us uh, a late Paul Butler <laughs> consolation goal, mm. which... All the big celebrations. One of the, so about one one of the that many, guy. one of the many archangels. The, um, how, how many were there? Oh, bumper crowd, Michael. Sixteen thousand four hundred and seventy-seven. Poor, poor bastards. I that mean,
2: off a bumper crowd of eighteen thousand
0: one hundred against Stoke. I was going to say how many there were still there when Paul Butler scored. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I was if I'd stuck around for this one. I probably, I, I might have stormed out at full time because Paul Butler had done something good. I was like, ah, <laughs> fuck right, off! Don't do that now. Do some actual defending, nubbed.
2: And that made it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. So out of 10 games, a lot of defeats, two mm-hmm. victories, but eight defeats in 10. Not good, is it? Not a good look. It's not all of them his. We should say it's no. still time for him to turn it round. because we've got.
0: Although I think people were starting to think maybe it wasn't going to work at this point. Do you think? Maybe Birmingham was looking like a bit of a blip.
2: And a chance to go to Kenilworth Road and turn this one around against Meek Luton. No?
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think if this was the worst. Point we'd experienced at this time losing at Luton because Luton had recently come up. I know they'd been a decent side in the kind of 80s and in, into the early 90s, they, they were all right, weren't they? But like Luton were a, a lower league side, and we went there and lost
1: 5 1. Watching about the highlights of this game, I actually got angry myself at Paul Butler, even though it's <laughs> you know 15 years ago or whatever. But there's one goal where he just gives up, he's sort of claiming offside, which he clearly isn't, so he just stops with his arm up while they go and score. Mm-hmm. You just think, oh god. Well, we had some real pace at the back, though. Look, I mean, look, I, mean Hayden... I mean, we're relying on Gary Kelly here,
0: who I think is 34 or something by this point. Probably, with, he's had shin splints for 10 years. Yeah, so he's the pace in the defence because we've got was who is ludic- a young man but ludicrously slow at left back, and then Hayden Fox, Paul Butler at the centre
1: back pairing. I was reading that in the summer, Stephen Craney was recovering from like a snapped Achilles or something, and literally got one week of pre-season and then was <laughs> thrown straight into the game. So yeah, probably not a surprise what happened there.
0: Well, we did have a bit of a pace was on the wing. Oh uh, yeah, wow, well, yeah. You know, yeah. like all Adam Johnson played for us.
2: Oh dear, oh dear. So I think, think probably good. for legal reasons, the less said about this whole affair, the better. Mm. Just that it happened and that's <laughs> all we have to say.
0: But yeah, I mean the game, my God. They do go a goal up and then Hayden Fox, maybe the new um, Lucas Radaby. The Fox in the box. Fox in the box, he is. We lead scoring from a corner, you don't see that very often. No. It's, a good, it's a good header as well. Yeah. Towering header. So it's one all-half time and then, Jesus. I mean, if you've, not, if you've never seen the goals in the second half, just go and watch them. I think Rob's summary of Paul Butler not being bothered just about sums up all of them. You're, on each one of them, you're going, where are all the players? Hmm. Why is no one trying to stop them? Where's the defence? Who is it? That sort of full-on Sunday morning, 15 pints last night vibe. <laughs> like There's one of the goals. It's the, um, is it the second or the third? I think it's the third one where they complete, the ball's pulled back to one person who's in acres of space. And they completely miss hit the shot. And it's that badly organized in the box. Their miss hit shot goes to someone else who's completely unmarked, who then, who then scores. It's just absolutely just disgusting. And what's
2: yeah. nice is happening from all angles like the 4 1 goal free kick from the left header in, freak it, then something from the right on the fifth goal. Nobody asked. It's the, uh, it's the fifth goal where the Luton player almost looks embarrassed to score. Mm. He sort of. <laughs> five is at 5 1. Five is when you probably stop celebrating. Like, oh, come
1: on! It's when you, you kind of just. Hey! I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's more like the standard of opposition. It's sort of dawned on him. It's like oh, it's nothing to really shout about. This goal, is it? Oh dear me! So five one. The papers could see
2: where this was heading as well, couldn't they?
0: I mean, from from the Birmingham game where there was talk of promotion, this article is from the Independent is discussing the possibility that the ailing club had already sunk beyond the reach of rescue. Managerless and with chairman Ken Bates not giving much away about that position, they are rudderless.
2: Just to uh, give you the time span of that, it's four weeks between those reports tipped for promotion against Birmingham and then four weeks later against Leicester so no I beg your pardon four and a half weeks I think it might have been actually but still close enough for it to uh, to really make you laugh I don't know
0: what a a disaster of a time it was (laughs) I mean that is is a fair reflection though because the Birmingham game did get everyone believing because we were so we were so close to promotion the year before it was almost hard to accept that we could be as bad as we were and then this run of games really just cemented it it's like God we are awful we've got a lot of bad, bad players.
1: Yeah, it was um, Jeff Horsfield who'd replaced Rob Hulse, who Mm -hmm. was our top scorer of the previous season. I saw a description of him in the Telegraph saying he's uh, positively ancient, (laughs) moving with all the freedom of Tin Man's arthritic older brother. (laughs) Bless I used to like Jeff Horsfield as well because with my mate, we used to go
0: and watch Halifax Town quite a bit when he was in his pomp there. So I had had fond memories of Horsfield, but yeah, by the time we got him, he was...
1: Was he a former bricklayer? Have I made that? Look? Yeah, he
0: was. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a nice backstory that he'd been a he'd been a bricklayer. He'd kind of got his break at Halifax. He'd got them into the football league. He'd got a move to Fulham. He'd ended up carving out himself quite a nice career. And at points, he wouldn't have been a bad signing for us. But at this point, he was old.
2: And then there was a, a caretaker for the caretaker, which is just the most lazy thing in the world, there <laughs> wasn't? Because Dave Geddes was putting uh, in favor of Carver for the League Cup game against um, South End. which he also lost yeah but there was talk of Dennis Wise who was rumoured to be coming at this time uh, or in the throes of doing so had had some input on, on team selection which yeah. is uh, which is interesting but Carver didn't want the job anyway
0: did what? he? he never actually wanted it even though he said he might have wanted it he didn't really want it <laughs> this was quite interesting to look from stuff at the time to stuff he said more recently when they said he didn't want to do it um, <laughs> he knew that we weren't going to get out of trouble but because he had a contract he couldn't refuse which is true enough I suppose if you've if you're in the, a club as a coach and they say, "Well, you're in charge for this," you have to kind of go. Well, I've got right, a mortgage. Fine.
2: I've got a mortgage to pay. Is what he said in the mm. inter- interview with the BBC in 2021.
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting what he said about looking at the role of a caretaker, though, because you say when, you, when you've been there as an assistant manager, you're training every day, you're preparing the team. It's you and the manager with your ideas. So he was basically saying I didn't particularly try to do anything different. He says there might be small tweaks you might do tweaks, but in general, when the team is in the position now, people blame the manager. The staff have to take the blame as well, and it maybe makes you reflect on the scoobs thing and go well oh, maybe you didn't try to change that much because you can't because you've been there kind of backing this to this point yeah. although Carver does slightly undermine that by always going look at the entertainment everybody
2: <laughs> um, and down at the bottom there we did get a quote relayed by John Carver about what Ken Bates had said to him which is just it just baits all over isn't it so Ken are you there? Yes <laughs> thanks for coming on the line
0: Ken, Ken <laughs> what did you say to Carver at the time? You're getting no more money, but if you get promoted, you'll give you a massive bonus—so forty pounds.
2: <laughs> You're getting no more money, but if you get us promoted, I'll give you a massive bonus. And obviously, the, the kicker there being that we were in the bottom three, so it was never going to happen, as Carver said. And what did happen to Leeds United by, by May that time? We appointed Dennis Wise, and everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Uh, no, we went down. We went down, and we ended up in administration, and
0: maybe sad. I mean, Dennis Wise did change things that's for another day probably it absolutely is what happened to Carver after this then did alright got some more jobs <laughs> <laughs> you say it did alright <laughs> took Black took um. well yeah his, his further caretaker, caretaker stints weren't great but went with Blackwell again went to Plymouth it was at Sheffield United with Gary Speed which was nice for him then he was back at Newcastle under Pardew Pardew leaves he finds himself as assistant, as caretaker manager again I remember that at the time actually thinking oh how did this, it go this again
1: oh very well he <laughs> must have gone well because he described himself as the best coach in the Premier League
0: I think he was more of a coach
1: than a manager because
0: <laughs> um, from the 4th of March to the 2nd of May he oversaw a run of eight successive league defeats a club record for
1: Newcastle in the Premier League mm. that's um, unfortunate the mad thing it? about that season was that he kept them up they remarkably stayed up on the mm. final day because they'd fluke to win <laughs> I think everyone's like right do not let John do this
0: again <laughs> but yeah he's, he's still working he's with um, he's currently with Steve Clark on the coaching staff of Scotland
2: Proof, if ever you needed it, that there's always jobs available in football.
0: I think the thing is, being a manager and being a coach are very different jobs, aren't they? And mm. I don't think anyone ever particularly criticised him as a coach, but as a manager, and in the circumstances Leeds were in, probably not a good idea.
2: Not a good idea. And that is the TSB guide to the reign of John Carver. We'll see you soon.
0: The Square
1: Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces.